Let's face it, getting older sucks. Getting older in the age of social media is even worse. Do you hate it when people tell you to age gracefully? Do you want to know how to live your best life at any age? Well, so do we. First rule, don't call me ma'am. Now, here's Jody Miller. Hey everyone, it's Jody Miller. Don't call me ma'am. Don't fucking call me ma'am. Here's a question for you ladies out there and maybe some of you men. Uh, if you got your tits done by a doctor, would you want to show them off? Of course you would. Anyone who's sitting there going, no, I'm going to hold on to my own new tits and not let anyone see them is a liar right now, guys and girls. If you got your boobs done, you'd show them off. You'd ask random strangers to feel them because that's what you do in the bathroom, like, feel my new tits. And then when someone's like, your tits are great, who did them? You would say, this is my doctor, Dr. New Tits. He's amazing. <laughs> He's so great. You'd go to them. You'd share that information. Well, welcome to today's episode. My very special guest does not have new tits, sorry, uh, um, but she is in the field of plastic surgery. She's amazing. She does my face. Everybody immediately pause this, go look at my face, and then send me a message about how good it looks. Also, my tits are natural. Uh, but she's amazing. She's just so great at what she does. We're going to talk about more, more about that. Um, so put your hands together, pull over, start clapping for Dr. Amy Sue. Hi. Hi. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. She's in a really cute, like, light blue dress, everyone. Um, I'm jealous because I'm in, like, a flannel, so I definitely am, like, teetering on the, does she like guys or girls look today? But it's edgy. But it is edgy, it's right? Because I have little booties on, so that does it. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about, I think, one of the biggest problems I have, and I talk about it on stage, and anyone who's seen me perform knows that I'm super honest about anything that I've had done to my face. I, there's just a, like... It really upsets me when people, you know, sort of look down on other people that have gotten any work done, Botox, fillers, plastic surgery, any kind of, like, especially with the face, anything else. Like, if you get a new nose or new tits, everybody wants to show them off. But for some reason, there is, you know what I mean, a negative stigma attached to fillers and Botox. And it really upsets me because... Girls are getting work done, and they're lying about it to their girlfriends. They're just like, no, I'm just born like this. And celebrities lie enough. You ask a celebrity, what's their secret to staying young? They'll be like, I cut cinnamon out of my diet. I mean, like... Or coconut oil. Or coconut Oh, yeah, I just rub <laughs> coconut. Like, just like, oh, like, how much coconut oil do you have to put on your face to look, you know what I mean, like a 15-year-old? But, like, they do, and it sets up unrealistic expectations. So I'd love to hear your, your thoughts about that, uh, that topic. I totally agree with you. I think it sets a really unrealistic standard for women. I mean, right. we're all kind of comparing each other. We're all trying to do the best that we can, managing our work and our home lives. And I think that when people go out and they don't even feel comfortable talking to their own girlfriends about it, right. you know, it just makes it that much worse. And to me, it's not really any different to do something cosmetic in terms of plastic surgery. It's all kind of on a spectrum um, at, compared to like getting yourself a new dress or getting your hair done right. or doing something else that makes you feel good about yourself. It's kind of all on the same spectrum for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And when people like I've had a lot of people say, especially, you know, my friends that don't live out here or aren't in this industry. And by the way, it's just because I'm in, you know, the entertainment industry. We're going to talk about that later, but that doesn't mean like, oh, you have to do it to stay in this. Industry. Like, that's a whole separate thing. But a lot of my friends are like, why would you do anything to alter your look, like you're actually altering your look. Well, yeah, if I got my nails done, I'd be altering my look. If I got my hair dyed, which I do, 
hey, shout out to Lisa. Uh, yeah, that's altering my look. If I lost weight, if I gained weight, if I put on a new outfit, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. altering your look. So why why is it so like such a negative, bad, horrible thing if I want to smooth out wrinkles or if you want to fill your lips or you want to put fillers in your cheeks. And by the way, I'm not saying, yes, ladies, in order to feel good about yourself, that's what you need to do. I'm saying if you do it and you like doing it, you like the results, be open about it. You know, I think the more people talk about it, the less, you know, the less negative, you know, you know, the less less negativity comes with this, what I'm trying to say. Right. And it's not as if you're necessarily changing your look. No. You're just, you're getting a little bit older. You're noticing right. things you didn't have before. And maybe you love the way you look before, but you just want right. to be a little bit closer to that. Right. And if you want right. to alter your look, by the way, nose job, you know, filler, fuller lips or something, that like that's your prerogative, too. Exactly. Like, I have no judgment to that. I want to ask you, before we dive deeper into that, uh, how did you get into plastics, they call it, right? Plastics, facial plastics. Woo! So I'm originally trained in ENT, which is ear, nose, and throat, and head and neck surgery. So we do do plastics as part of that in addition to like head and neck cancer and sinus and ear and all of that. So it's part of my training. And I then went on to do a fellowship in facial plastic surgery, and I just really loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, I know a lot of people go into medicine to take care of sick people, and that was really never my goal, although I have (laughs) most respect for people who do that. You're like, that wasn't my goal. I'm sorry, sick people. It wasn't my goal. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) But I think that, you know, one thing that people sort of overlook sometimes is that you are helping people um, in a different sort of way. Um, And a lot of times I really think people who seek out plastic surgery or even just Botox or fillers, they are looking for something else. Right. And this is helping them get to that place internally. Um, But in terms of why it was it was appealing to me, Mm -hmm. just I think that it's just it's very artistic. There's something that's different from other fields of, of medicine. And for me, you know, it was a great way to kind of take the creative side and put that into something like scientific as well and to be able to do great things for other people at the same time. It's 100% artistic. As someone who's been getting fillers in her face for 10 years, I can tell you I've been to a lot of different people. And what I love about working with you is, I'm going to, you really helped me and I'm going to give you guys the backstory about how we met because I've, like I said, I've been getting fillers for about 10 years and I've had fillers under my eyes. And those of you who watch, you know, my Instagram or follow me on Instagram and watch my stories, you know that I'll, I'll get a filler done and I'll talk about it, you know. So I recently, you know, had my filler drained from my eyes and new filler put into my eyes. And I realized when it was drained and they put the new filler in, which was a mistake, they used Voluma, which is great for other parts of your face, but I didn't know until uh, Amy told me that you shouldn't put Voluma on your eyes, which we'll talk about in a second, but I had, it just looked terrible. Now, I am a naturally self-confident person. I've definitely been through definitely phases of my life, like the curly mullet, I was overweight, you know, in the throes of puberty, I definitely went through, you know, times in my life where I wasn't self-confident, but I am, I perform on stage. And this really rocked my world. When I came to see you, I was definitely knocked down a few pegs. Like, I wasn't making eye contact as much with people. I felt like everyone could see. And, of course, my friends were like, no, we can't even tell the difference. It was devastating to me because I hadn't seen my face without fillers in it. You know, they just they drain too much. They dissolve too much. And my face definitely changed. And I wasn't used to seeing it. I had a couple very, you know, honest friends that were like, well, you look a little bit more tired for me, it was just such a major change, and it really it changed everything about 
about me, about who I was. Like I was wearing hats more. I was putting on like my glasses more. I just my self-confidence really took a hit. And, you know, I I was referred to Amy from a friend of mine and you really worked with me and you were very open to which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. You were very open to listening to the patient. And I know a lot of doctors are like, no, I'm going to do it this way. I'm an artist. I'm going to do it this way. I know what to do. And you were very open. I remember I was like, no, just try to fill it out at first. Would you you try that? Would you try it? But you were like, you should dissolve it. And I didn't listen to her because I was so traumatized from the first time. I just, I couldn't hear it. And then I came around and and was like, she was right. So as, as, as the trust built on my side, I think the trust on your side also, but we sort of started trusting each other about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because, again, there's a lot of people out there that are like, this is what I do. I don't want to hear from you. I'll tell you what's best. And, right. and you're definitely not like that at all. And I think, you know, I think um, this looks good now. Yeah, and you I'm, look great. And I'm, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. You haven't, right? It looks like really good, everyone. Look at my face. Um, <laughs> just imagine it or just pull up a picture of me right now on Instagram. Um, but you were, I really appreciate that. So I realized from that that, that yes, this you do change lives, and that was I needed to you know get back. I, I still don't look the same as I did before I had the initial filler drained from my face, but it's fine because I'm just getting older and and I'm really happy with the way I look. It's more about yeah, whatever you do, just be happy about it, and you will exude that amazing self confidence, and that in turn, in my opinion, makes you more beautiful. You know, whether I agree. you're yeah. yeah. Um, what was what was your experience when you met me and I was like freaking out because I was freaking well, out. <laughs> I I like to think that having a plastic surgeon is sort of like having a relationship, and I think of my patients as being there for the long haul. Right. And so I really like to be super conservative up front and kind of get to know people. And sometimes, like you said, you know, you might know that there's one thing you need that's going to be great in the long run, but you're just not ready for it. Right. And I see people all the time who I know they're just they're not ready to have their filler out. They're not ready to have more filler. They're not ready to have Botox, like whatever it is. And I think that it's great if you can just pick something that you can both sort of feel comfortable with to start with, and then you develop a relationship. And then when I say, Jody, you have to take everything out of your face, (laughs) and you're going to have to look weird for a couple weeks, then you trust me, and you know that that that's the right thing. So that's kind of what we did. That's exactly what we did. And then she also, she trusted me because I was trying to explain to her that I've had a lot of radius in my face. Now, for those of you that don't know, radius is a filler that can't be dissolved. I don't know all the technical terms, so you can fill me in. So the other the you know restylane all the restylane products mm-hmm. they can all be dissolved uh, if for some reason you overfill or it's in the wrong place it shifts for whatever reason but radius is a thicker it's made of what what does explain to everyone what radius is it's a it's just a it's not made out of hyaluronic acid okay so all the other fillers are made from ha hyaluronic acid which is naturally occurring in your body right and so you can dissolve it with an enzyme called hyaluronidase and personally I prefer to use those fillers right? Uh, just because if there's an issue, if someone changes their mind, right. if something moves, whatever it is, if they have a reaction, you can take it out. It's so, an eraser. Right. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Um, I started with Radius a long time ago, and I realized it was right for me. And I tried the other fillers, especially in my cheeks, but I have very strong facial muscles, and I'm constantly making huge facial expressions on stage. Now, for someone who's a performer, an actor, or someone on stage, it's very important for us to be able to express what we're feeling. And for comedy, I, you know, I I feel like I blow through fillers and Botox maybe faster. I know that has to do with your metabolism too, but because I'm constantly pushing them, um, I just knew that Radius, I'd had the best results with it. It seems to last the longest and hold up. So I was, you know, 
at first you were resistant of putting any uh, in my in my temples in in my in my cheek area, and then eventually you you trusted me like a relationship. I got her to sleep with me, guys. Go on, go on. (laughs) Um, And then I mean, you know, you found that it, it did work for me. Um, and it's because everybody's different. I'm assuming, obviously, everyone's everybody's different. Everybody's different. Right. Everybody's different. Everyone. This message brought to you by <laughs> Radius. Everyone's but you had different. had it before, and you yes. knew that it was something that worked for you, and you were fine right. with the swelling. And yes, right. and I actually love the swelling. I embrace the swelling. Uh, I did. You know, you look a little awkward, but still like really young. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for some people, yeah, they don't like the swelling. I think I'm a big fan of it. But you were definitely. You, came along that ride with me and you did twist my arm a little bit. I did I did twist her arm she was really resistant and that was okay too because the work that she was already doing under my eyes was great you know what I mean but um I was like well I'm still just gonna get it and then you were like well let me let, let's do it and then you know it's a partnership it's a partnership um so that's I mean also that's a big thing for anybody out there that's thinking I don't like this line here I don't like this wrinkle here don't just get a group on people. Don't just be like, yeah, like here's here's a group on. Let me just go over to this, you know, place, stick that needle, full of Botox in my face. Like just please get a referral. Ask someone, you know. That's why I really want that's another reason I want people to share, you know, their insight with their friends if they have work done. Because not only it's it's sort of spreading the love in a way. I don't want someone to just be like, I don't know where to go, and no one's admitting to anything that right. I've and done. you don't feel comfortable and, asking right, feel, your friends. Exactly, I don't feel comfortable. They're going to lie to me. They're going to they're going to think that I assume they've had work done. You know what I mean? It's I wish I, I want there to be more of an open line of communication, open dialogue between that, so that if you know I've already referred you to three different people and given your number because Thank somebody you. is like, you look so good. I'm like, well, you you too can look like this. I'm like, well, you know, this is the person that you should go, you know, go to. And I also refer other places, you know what I mean, that I've had good experiences with. Um, it's just it makes the whole process easier because a lot of people are like and I've had a lot of friends that are like, I don't even know where to start. Like I look at my face and I don't even know where to start. What would you what advice would you give to those people that are like, I have so much. Like, I don't even know what to do with my face. I think that most people, they they look and there's kind of one thing that's really bothering right. them. And that's the kind of thing that a lot of times people come in and they say, you know, what can I do to look younger and what can I do to look better? And I don't, I don't love that question because I really think, like you said earlier, that whatever your sense of you're being beautiful and confident, right. that's like what makes you attractive yes. to other people and draws yes. other people to you. And, you know, no one likes going somewhere and being like, well, you have this problem, you have that oh, problem. Yeah. It just gives you like one more thing to go home and look in the mirror and fixate on. So usually I try to zone in on whatever that one thing is that's really bothering them. And if we can work on that and make that better, that's kind of a good building block for building that relationship. And right. then I feel comfortable at some point later on saying, well, you know, if there really is something else you're interested in, you'd look great with blank. Okay. But... Yeah, I feel like a lot of, because I was just going to ask you that, because a lot of experiences I've had in the past, like you walk into a room and they give you a mirror that is like extra magnifying. Like it's just so, like you can honestly see like into your soul. That's how close up it is. And they're like. We have the bad lighting. Oh, the horrible light. Yes, the the worst lighting. It's (laughs) terrible. Like you really want to kill yourself when you're in that. You're like, oh my God. And then of course the question comes like, what are we doing today? And they're like circling your whole face as if to say like everything here has to be changed. Like, and you're just like, what? I don't know. Like that's. I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, are we doing this? And you're like, no, I just came in for this. And they're like, oh, you should probably do this too. You didn't, you never did that. You, I mean, I definitely came to you for a specific thing. Right. But I'm sure 
I'm sure I asked you, like, well, what do you think? <laughs> Looking at my face, like, so I'm assuming women ask that all the time. Do they come right. in? And men, like, right. what should I do? And you kind of have to read into what their psychology is. Like, there are some women who they're super confident. They really just want to know, like, what can I do? You know, could I use something here? But then there are other people who it's not really about that. There's right. just, you know, there's, there's something, something else. That, yeah, yeah, they're trying to fill a hole that the, right. never enough Botox. And so that's yeah. the kind of person that you're not going to say, well, you didn't come in for this, but you should also do that. Right. But there are a lot of people out there that will do that, and you should not work with those people, in my opinion, because they're really, you know what I mean, they're just they're there to make money, and they just want to—it's not good, because you're never going to really fill that hole, no matter, no matter how much filler you put in there. You know, and having said that, too, like, it's funny, everyone's like, well, you can't tell that you've had any work done, and, and I'm assuming that's the goal, but it's okay if you can. If I see women that I know have had work done, but they look great, I'm like, fucking, you go, girl. Like, I don't give a shit. You know, right. even the people that were like, you know, my friend Ariel and I call them, you know, cats, you know, female cats. Like they, they start looking like cats, which, by the way, I'm OK with because I'm a cat lover. Like eventually <laughs> I want to be a feline in real in in real life. Um, but if I see a woman that's that, in my opinion, has had too much done, she's gone a little bit too far with her lips or her cheeks. But she is rocking it. And right. she's then good for her. There's no judgment there. I'm not looking at her like, oh, terrible. I'm like, fuck, she is super confident and she loves the way she looks. And that's fine. I mean, obviously, there are extremes like Tan Mom or, or the the woman who tan is the mom. cat lady. You don't know Tan Mom? I know. <laughs> Fucking Google Tan Mom. Um, she doesn't stern a lot, but she's great. But uh, And then the woman who's like the cat lady. I can't remember her name now. She's the New York socialite. Yes, who's, yes. Yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, but she, you know, rocked that confidence and just was like owning it. Again, not my choice, but don't shame women for doing stuff right. like that because honestly, men in encourage women to get boob jobs all the time but you tell i know do you know how many friends of mine are like who does your botox and fillers like just tell me like i, don't, I can't have my husband know or my my boyfriend because he doesn't approve he always says i want you to look exactly like this which guys shut up shut right. the fuck up do you know what right, i mean exactly. like guys you look better when you get older like joe like you just i mean every wrinkle you're like just hotter and hotter you know what i mean like it's enough with that shit like women you and know, the gray hair oh the gray hair looks great you guys like embrace it i love it when guys like my younger friends like i can't wait to go gray i'm like go fuck yourself go <laughs> fuck yourself you know what i mean like, you're never gonna hear a woman going i can't way to go gray right. like really constantly like one gray hair we just rip a whole like chunk of hair out of our heads like it's just it's you know it's just it's not fair and don't put that like if your girlfriend wants to do it or your wife mm -hmm. wants to do it let them do it or your partner your you know your boyfriend anybody wants to do it like that's their choice to do it it's the shame that i i hate and also honestly it, like, I'm so open about it. And I love when people do say you can't tell. They're saying it like it's OK. We're, we're saying that it's OK because we can't tell. Right. And it's like, well, it just it makes me mad. You know what I mean? I hear women say all the time, oh, can you put this on a different card so my husband doesn't know oh, and that God. sort of thing. And they always say, oh, my husband says, you know, don't don't do anything. You're beautiful as you are. You look natural. And they don't understand that looking natural at a yeah. certain age requires a yes. lot of maintenance. A lot and of maintenance. They think it's just, you know, I wake up like this. It's kind of like, by the way, when celebrities post on their Twitter and Instagram, like, no makeup day, no makeup, no filter. Yeah, but you have had 
ton, syringes of right. Botox and fillers right. and, and like laser Lasers facial, and and facial all of and... that done. So you're like, look, on natural, you're like, no, you're really, really right. not. Take exactly. everything out. Trust me, I just <laughs> went through it. It's not that pretty. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like the goal is to look great without makeup, but I'm still not going to be like, I'm totally natural. I'm going to be like, yeah, this is my face because I've paid for it. And by the way, I don't look different than I did. I, I don't like really. I did the ten year challenge that everybody did, and I really don't look different. My cheeks are a little bit fuller, mm-hmm. um, but again, if you do change it, great. Just fucking own it. And if your husband or boyfriend's like, I don't want you to change anything, you've probably already changed it, and now they've gotten <laughs> used to that new look. Um, That's true. Now, having uh, talking about social media, uh, have, have you definitely seen an influx in like patience and work because of social media and the fact that we live our lives in there now? Yes and no. You know, I think that my practice, I'm very lucky and I have a lot of like really successful professional kind of older women in my practice. And I think that we kind of attract each other. We get along well. That being said, I do every now and then get people who are sort of in a different genre and like a lot of younger patients are the ones who are really coming in and they're showing pictures from Instagram. And a lot of times I think to me that what's a little concerning is they don't really even know what they want. Right. Like, they show me all these, like, filtered, like, highly kind of imaged, edited photos, and they say I want to look like these three different people who all look completely different. Right. And I think that for anyone at any age, it's very dangerous to start doing something when you're not doing it for yourself. Right. And it goes back to what you are saying earlier, that some women have a ton of filler, they've done a lot of work, and they are confident because Mm -hmm. they did it for themselves and they love it. And I think it's very different when you're looking at a picture and trying to look like someone else or something that you think that somebody else is going to like. And then what happens in three months when that's not stylish anymore or right. it's a different photo or there's something else. And yes. So, so yeah, yeah, it is true. People are, and I know this because I work on a trivia game show, that people are walking into doctor's offices and saying, I want to look like myself in this filter, right? in the beauty filter, or hopefully the one with the dog ears, because that would be great. <laughs> if the doctor was like, great, let me just surgically attach with these the nose, ears. Right. With the nose and the your nose. tongue will come yeah. like just flying yeah. out. Wouldn't that just be great? And there's little like, stars. There's little stars, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. want stars walking around. Well, that actually would be great. That if would I could, be actually If I could actually nice. snap my finger and I would have like the Mayfair filter on my face right now, I'd be like, hey guys, what's up? Oh, Mayfair? <laughs> Let me go to like sepia right now because we're feeling nostalgic. Um, that would be great. But I think it's so, trust me, I've definitely like looked on Snapchat or Instagram, like if I'm making a video or a picture and you put on the beauty filter and it's so subtle, but it's so amazing. You're like, wow, I look amazing. It makes your chin look like just more defined and, you know, your cheekbones are like, this is amazing. And then you go back to the normal. And you're, I, I used to have a joke about this because it was true. When filters first came out. I, you know, you use them for every every picture. I actually, I just didn't recognize myself in a picture without a filter. I was like, who's that troll? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, because everything was like super smooth and, you know, you have to like sort of break away from it and take like real photos. You know what I mean? Um, but even like a naked selfie isn't naked. Like we still filter that shit. Um, <laughs> like guys can just take a picture of their dick and they're like, this is my dick. But I'd love to actually see a filtered dick pic. Like guys like fucking, you know what I mean? Like put dog ears on that or like you put a great filter on that. Make it nostalgic, a nostalgic dick. Like I'm going to look at a dick over, or use the face app on your dick. I've definitely talked about that before. Like, and so that might be weird. That would be it might weird. Have all the eyes or... But it might. But it might. But here's the thing: if you can age your face, what is it? Thirty years. Like, I want to see your dick aged in thirty years. Like, if I still want to fuck that dick, you should write that app. Yes, I should that make that age your, your dick. Yes. Oh, my God. Why have we not done that? That's ridiculous. I mean, we're doing vaginal rejuvenation now, but you never hear about guys like, I want my penis to look like it did when it was in its 20s. But a woman's just like, I need my vagina like really tight and pretty. Please. 
it's like ridiculous. Um, what I was gonna say, what is so? What's like, what's like the new greatest thing that's coming out? I love to know it. The new greatest thing. Hmm. I mean, fillers, facials, uh, lasers. Because I've done all therapy too, and I have. If I'm being really honest, because I was definitely a big advocate when I first got it done. It's very painful. FYI, make sure you get some sort of you take some sort of like pain reliever before, which there was miscommunication and I didn't have anything, and it was excruciating. Um, You know, I did it a year ago, and. I have to be honest, I did not see the results I thought I would see. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten better results from filler and Botox. and Did it, you feel like it was tight afterwards for a little bit? You know, it got really swollen um, and sore. So I didn't really, I didn't leave the house for a couple of days. It, I documented it, I, a lot of pictures. And then it was about day three. It looked really good. Like mm-hmm. it ha- had a nice glow. And it definitely got, um, it got sort of tighter. But it, uh, from everything I read, it's really supposed to, you know, help stimulate collagen growth, and it takes about three to six months to really start seeing the result. I think around month four, I started getting a lot of compliments on my skin okay. and my face, but then it kind of like then I didn't I didn't get what I thought I was going to get, and maybe my expectations were too high. Although I don't think so, but I it was just it was a lot of money for minimal results, in my opinion, right. and I'm sure some women again have better experiences with that and you know maybe some not such so great experiences but i'm always curious what's the you know the new filler that's coming out or what's the new yeah well they're always coming out with new fillers and there's kind of a few major companies but they're always coming out with something that's like a different consistency or it you know it it lifts differently and there's a new type of Botox that came out recently as well and to be honest i kind of think of all the different products as the same way with an artist would think of paint in a right. way. And I don't know that there there are different properties for some of them and some work better than others. But in general, you can do a lot with one or two fillers or two or three fillers. Right. And I don't always jump on the next product that's on board because I feel right. like if you have, you know, unless there's a need for a certain area, I feel like there isn't a good filler for that spot. I kind of like to stick with a few that I know that I can work well with. Right. And then when new products come out every now and then I do try them on people who, yes. <laughs> like yourself, yes. who, you know, are willing to, to mm-hmm. experiment a little, except that there might not be as perfect of a result. But I wouldn't say that there's any new amazing filler that's come out anytime recently right. that, you know, has changed changed the game. I think for women like me, like if, you know, someone, uh, a client, a uh, patient, I think the biggest thing is, you know, longevity, the length of the filler, right. how long it lasts um, in a woman's you know, face or hands, they put them in their hands, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, I don't get it. Like, who cares about your hands, really? You know what I mean? No one's like, oh, I want to fuck that hand. (laughs) Like, no guys in a bar like, look at the hands on that girl. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't care. Also, your knees, too. Stop getting knee lifts. It's weird. Christy Brinkley got it. And it's like, I mean, come on. It's it's like, oh, we'll spend thousands of dollars on your face and your vagina, but if your knees are wrinkly, like, get away from me, I've never looked at anyone's knees. No one's looking at the knees. Like, enough already. Um, It just seems like that's a waste of money. Like, if you're putting filler anywhere it's definitely in my face but for me yeah like there are voluma definitely is great now explain to everyone why voluma doesn't work under the eyes because i found this very interesting so there are certain types of fillers where the molecules are a little bit different and they either um, are larger molecules mm-hmm. or they absorb more water and so the whole brand so voluma is a juvederm filler so right. that whole 
brand of fillers um, has a different type of molecule than, say, the Restylane fillers, and they absorb more water, and sometimes they can have like a delayed sort of swelling. And especially just for me, it just doesn't work in the under eye area. I would never put a Juvederm product in that area. And I know that there are other people who do, and maybe they have great results, but I have seen some people like yourself who get that sort of puffy look under the eyes. And the issue is you can take it out, but it's not, it doesn't always fix the problem because right. it comes back a little bit later. Yeah, so. there's like one small piece that yeah. likes to keep, you know, popping up, which I'm totally fine with. But it's like, that was, a, it's a lot of money. Voluma is ex- more expensive. It supposedly, supposedly lasts two years, which is great. And that's what we're looking for. The second somebody says it lasts two years, every woman's like, right. sign me up. But I don't think they realize that some other fillers are better for them. You know what I mean? And there was a study that was done when the product originally came out and the one that they came up with this number of two years. And basically what they did was they put some crazy amount of filler, like six mLs into the face. And then they just asked people, do you still see a difference two years later? And it's like, well, of course you do. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think that that's entirely accurate. And I generally don't tell people that. And unfortunately, it's all kind of financially driven. And so the product was priced based upon Mm -hmm. the idea that it lasts two years. And I just, I never really advertise that to people. So it is unfortunate. No, that's great. That's a really great, uh, that's another great thing about you. You're not somebody who's pushy, um, because I've definitely had those people that are like, well, we can do this. And I mean, almost every place I've ever gone to, except for you and one other um, place out here in California, has pushed for me to get my lips done. Now, for me, I'm not doing my lips. I'm never going to do my lips. Well, I should never say never, but I most likely will never do my lips because to me, that really does change the look of your face. And that's why they have lip liner for $1.99 at Rite Aid. It's, I don't, even if my lips get really, really thin, you can put lip liner on. It's just, it. that to me, I just, it, I don't like that look on me. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a lot of places I've gone to, the majority of them have been like, we should do your lips. Have you thought about doing your lips? Like they just want to stick needles in my lips. I'm like, get away from my lips. Um, right. It's, you know, it's, it's, so I appreciate the fact that you, you didn't, you don't, you're not someone who like pushes stuff onto a patient. Because a lot of people are coming right. in there. They're feeling very vulnerable. Right. They want to change something about themselves. And they're susceptible to, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. a physician telling them this would look great on you. I'm yeah. always surprised when I see people who've had work done other places and they've had things done and they don't even really know what they had. Right. <laughs> They're not even sure which part of their face was treated, and it's kind of, it's a little disturbing. Yeah. I think it, it's taking advantage of people in oh, a way yeah. when they're feeling, you know, like you said, vulnerable. Yeah, so. I I uh, used to talk about that. I mean, I talk about it all on stage, but I used to talk about how, like, a lot of places tried to upsell, you know what I mean? So you can come in for just a little Botox in your 11 lines, which is right between your eyes, and they'll be like, no, we have a special. We've got, like, filler, Botox, and we're going to take your lips off, flip them, and put them back on. <laughs> and, you're, and for a second, you're like, okay. But bigger. I, but bigger, yeah. And everyone's like, all right, I'll do that. Like, they could literally just throw that, and somebody right. would be like, okay, I'll totally do that. Because, And don't get me wrong. I have definitely gone, and someone's like, oh, did you want to do a little bit more filler over here in this one part of your cheek that seems a little hollow? And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Let's mm-hmm. do it. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa. Thankfully... This was my first, out of 10 years of filler and Botox, this was my first bad experience. I'm very grateful and very lucky for that. So I'm not even angry so much at the place that it happened to because I've had great 
results with them in the past, and and they've they introduced me to Botox in the neck. People, I can't stress it enough, especially right under your chin. For those of you that are concerned with your jowls, it's a game changer in my opinion mm-hmm. because the weight of the bands of your neck pull down, right? Right. And when you release that pressure, those muscles they pop back up, and right. that was something. I was like, I mean, I, the bands were bothering me. I think that was like the first sign that I was like, oh, this your neck is just, yeah, it feels like I'm constantly in struggle with my neck. But when that happened, when they did that, it was, I'd say maybe, yeah, two weeks after I remember I just was in the mirror and someone's like, your jawline's on point. I, th- I don't know who said that. <laughs> I feel like it was my gay friend. And he was like, they, and I just looked and I was like, oh, my God, game changer. So I'm super grateful for those little things like, hey, you should think about doing this. This will do this. Like, People, if you're going to get any work done and someone suggests something, ask them why. If they're just like, oh, it'll give you a more youthful appearance. No. What what does this do by putting this in this region of my face? That's like for me, because I have huge marionette lines. That's what these are. These are, yes. yes, coming from the nose to your, you know, around your mouth. And they're hereditary. My mom had the same. And I had them, you know, at 35, really deep. That was the first thing I'd ever, you know, gotten done. And I thought they were just going to stick fillers right in that crease. And instead, that was the first time I got radius. They put it high up or right. on the cheek to pull it up. And he explained to me by pulling up your cheeks, it relieves that crease and that wrinkle goes away. It, it doesn't give you that puffy because I didn't want that puffy look. And he was correct. <laughs> um, so if they expl- ask them to explain why something would, be, in my opinion, would be better than something else, which, you know, I feel like you definitely do yes. for sure. Right. There are different kinds of patients, though. Like some right. people really do kind of want to come in and say, just fix me. I don't want an explanation. <laughs> but then do you like that. Do you, are you... Uh, that doesn't work as well for me because right. I like people to really understand what they're having done. But, right. you know, some people kind of like this idea that they're going to someone who's just going to take care of them and just going to make it better. And, you know, I think that's one of the great things about there being so many people to choose from is that you find someone who works with, like, your style. So for me, I kind of like to explain everything. I want people to, like, really know what they're getting into, what their risks are. And I like to set the expectations really clearly so that there's no surprises. No, that's really good. I feel like, especially nowadays, like, younger girls, like, and I work with a lot of millennials and, you know, even younger. What's that generation? I think we keep trying to talk about it's Generation Y. Uh, like 22-year-olds that are like, I have to get a little bit of work done. I, ladies, just listen to me. This might just be my opinion, but I don't think so. Like, <laughs> ladies that are in their 20s that are getting work done, you th- or even early 30s, you think this is making you look younger. It's actually making you look older. It's it's having the reverse effect. You now look like somebody older who just looks good for their age. Like, mm-hmm. I will look at someone and be like, she's 27? I, I could have sworn she was 37 and just looked really looks good. Looks good for her age. Yes. She's older, right? Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. stop doing that. Your skin is already like, okay, if you want your lips to be a little fuller, I totally get that. But your cheeks are most likely full enough and tight. You know what I mean? Right. It's if you do it now, in my opinion, you're just stretching it out, right? right. I think that people lose track too. So maybe they start out and they say, "Oh, I just want right. to do a little bit here," and then they see something else and they start chasing it, and then they get into. Having said that, no judgment, ladies out there that are in their twenties that are listening. Trust me, if fillers were around when I was in my twenties, I'm sure I would have been like drinking Jack Daniels and sticking needles. In Your my lips face. would have been. Oh, they would have been enormous. <laughs> I'd have been like, "Who wants a blowjob?" Like I could blow five guys at once. My lips are so big. Um, but also, like if I got my lips done now, I mean, I'm by no like I'm not a famous person, but I'm out there enough 
that someone would be like, Jody looks a little different. You know what I mean? Right. Like, why are her lips just so, like, bee-stung? And you're just like, mm. Like, that movie First Wives Club, I know I'm dating myself, but, like, Goldie Hawn is that character who had those huge lips, and now her lips are pretty big, so it's almost like she manifested that. I love you, Goldie. Uh, <laughs> um, do you see a lot of, do you have a lot of male patients? You know, I don't have that many male patients, actually. The ones that I have are usually, they're either somebody's husband or boyfriend that got dragged in there, <laughs> um, or they're actors, or I have a lot of gay male patients. Right. So it's Guys don't usually, you know, it's, this is interesting because I'm from Jersey, but uh, an ex of mine, because it's like, I feel like my friends in Jersey, they really don't mm-hmm. do it. And I'm constantly like, you should do this. You should do that. Because these are my best girlfriends. And, you know, they'll ask me, they're like, my God, your skin looks really good. And I'm like, you should totally do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that in a loving way. But um, they're really resistant when they come in, though, usually. Yes. Yeah. Now, my one friend who is like, she's my best friend. She lives in Denver. Single mom. She's fucking awesome. We've been friends for like over 20 years. When she turned 40, because she's had been constantly like... And she's in the healthcare industry, too. And she just was like, I'm never doing Botox. Like, I'm not putting that in my body and I'm not doing this. And then all of a sudden it was right at her 40th birthday. She's like, I mean, where do you get the Botox? Like, you know, (laughs) it starts slow like that. It's just like a random question, like in the middle of like, what's that recipe for? Where do you put your Botox? (laughs) And I could tell that she was sort of. So I just said I was coming out for her birthday, her 40th. And I was like, my present to you is Botox. Um, you know, in any one area, I'm not going to like do it on your whole face. She didn't need it in her whole face, but she wanted the, you know, lines on her forehead kind of, you know, lessened, you know, gone. And she was, of course, very nervous. And then we went to Happy Clinic in Denver. Love you guys. You it's are a great name. Happy. It is great. And they're great there. They are great because I decided to get a little touch up too when I was there. They, they were great. They had great reviews. Um, so we went there and she got it done and, you know, now she's she's hooked. Not in a, in a bad way. She, you know what I mean? She does it and she feels great right. about it. She's not in entertainment. She's, you know, usually she works from home. So she's in her sweats a lot. She brings her daughter to school. But she's super happy with it. And it's, it's, it's something like that. I was happy right. to be like, yes, you should definitely... I would agree to do that. I'm not going to lie. If someone's like, do you think I need this? I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and I think it's great that you went with her for her first time and kind of held yes. her hand because that's the hardest is it's, like going in and it, making that step. Exactly. So. Everyone's so scared that their like eyes are going to be frozen, like shut, like open. Right. You're going to have that surprise look. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. I, I am, too. I'm constantly when someone, you know, now again, I trust the people that I go to. But when they first started doing my full forehead and my crow's feet, my whole thing was I have to be able to move my eyes. I can't have them mm-hmm. frozen in a position. And I've seen definitely nightmare scenarios. This one comic, she she did, um, I think she did between her eyes and I guess maybe her forehead. But anyway, she had that thing. Her eye drooped. It came down. Mm-hmm. And she just has weak muscles in her in her eye. And it came down and they said it was going to, it would be like, I think it was like that for two months. Wow. It was really, and she yeah. was pretty devastated and she's a comic. You know, she talked about it on stage. That's the great thing about doing comedy. Exactly. You know? Every time I say on stage, I have so much Botox in my neck, I can't swallow correctly. People get a very <laughs> weird reaction to that. I have to be like, I am really fine with that people. Right. I think they're just like feeling awkward that you brought it up because is it okay? Is it okay to talk about it? And it shouldn't be taboo. Exactly. It's so really I, not. and I usually set it up like we should talk about it more. And then I go, seriously, I, you can get Botox in your neck and I have so much that I can't swallow correctly. And I can't really give a good blowjob anymore. Like it's just a fact I try. And the reason I figured this out is because I actually didn't put it together. But if you know, I was getting the Botox in my neck and I was driving to work one day and I went to eat a banana. I know it's so fucking cliche. Like I went to eat a banana and I I was like, oh, I can't fit this banana in my mouth. Now, I've always had a small mouth. That is a fact. 
but I could always fit a banana and definitely a dick. So I was like, I had to break off a piece of the banana and eat it that way. And I didn't understand. I was like, what's going on with my jaw? Do I have TMJ? I didn't, I did not put it together until I was actually getting Botox. And I think she might have said something about like, oh, have you noticed any like loss of muscle like movement when you lift your head up, which I had a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't open my mouth as wide anymore. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's part of it. I was like, oh, OK. But you know what? I'm over 40. Like, I've given enough blowjobs. Like, if I find somebody that I really want to give a blowjob to. You have an excuse to, now. Yeah, I do. Ladies, honestly, use this. Ask your guy or guy, ask your guy, anybody, ask your guy, do you want me to look young or do you want a blowjob? And I guarantee you they'll say a blowjob. But then you can say you never support my dreams. It's like a win-win. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You will win either way. It's kind of a bit of a trot. But, you it know. is total trot. <laughs> and I'm all about that. Um, have you ever um, have you ever done the Botox parties? Have I asked you that? I have had a couple of Botox parties. Do you like them? I've always done them in the office. So people come in and we have, you know, cute little treats for them. And, um, Amy makes cake. Speaking pops, of everyone. treats, I actually have. Oh my god! I have something for you today. Oh my god! This is very exciting. You guys can't even see it, but I'm going to describe it to you because she happens to make the best. I'll wait till they come up. Oh, cake pops. I, I even brought one. For, oh my god! Thank, uh, for thank Joe, you for Joe. Yay! Yeah. These are so good, <laughs> and she wraps them, and they're adorable. And I'm gonna oh. take a picture of it and post it on my Instagram. So go there, and you can see it on my Instagram. Um, yeah, these are the best, and I love that you make these for people. It's the first thing I grab when I walk into your office. Right, you do immediately. Immediately before she takes yeah, a picture in the horrible true. lighting. It's I'm true. like, give me a cake pop. This makes it all better. It's like it's like a reward, you know. You went to the doctor, you got a bunch oh, of needles, and then you get, you get then, a reward. Um, what do your parents think about, you know, you and plastics? I wouldn't say they have a strong opinion. <laughs> you know, Asian parents—they're all about just being successful and right. you know, Which working you are. hard. And so I don't think that there there would be any particular judgment one way or another right. in terms of it being specifically plastic surgery. Right, and you are yeah. very successful. Um, and. You are Asian, which definitely you have the Asian cliff. As we I am about. Like, Asian. So uh, you don't like I look at your skin and I'm just like, I just it's so great. Like I have like two of my friends. I'm like, you're just going to look young until you don't <laughs> like that's like I feel like with women of color. It's like you stay you look younger, longer. And then all of a sudden, like like my mom's friend, like when she turned, I think, 75. It just changes. Really yes, that's what I mean. It just yeah. changes. It's that cliff. It's that Asian cliff. Right, like right, you're right. like young, 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 young. And then all of a sudden, like all of a sudden I went home and I went to her house and I saw her and I was like, oh, my God. Like she just <laughs> aged overnight. Like it just happened. happened like really quickly. <laughs> um, but up until then, I was like, your mom is so hot and looks so good. I mean, she's still beautiful. She's a beautiful lady. But it's just like it's random because my mom looked old at like 35. Oh, really? I just felt like. I, like, yeah, I definitely got a lot of her, you know, traits as far as the deep set lines and like, I mean, I have good skin and she had good skin, too. But like, I feel like because she always talked about wanting to get a facelift, wanting to get a facelift, wanting to get a facelift. And then you and know, she, she never did it. No, she died. So we're thinking about giving her one now, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to look the same. Um, but she never did it. And I wanted her to because I knew that it would make her feel better. Mm -hmm. I totally knew that. Um, so do you find like so do you, you I'm sure you, um, you obviously work on, you know, you know, different ethnicities, you know what I mean? Is it different for different ethnicities as far as like, you know, um, like, like the wrinkles, like, like what, what, what do you notice about that? Because a lot of women, you right. know, obviously the black don't crack type of, you know <laughs> what I mean, thing, which is like, just true. Like, look at Jada Pinkett Smith, her daughter and her mother, and they're on that YouTube show. And it's like, I can't they're, tell. I know. They're it's, gorgeous. They're gorgeous. they're gorgeous. I mean, they're just gorgeous. And they all look 
Well, Willow definitely looks young, but they look like <laughs> pretty ident- like all right, the same age. Right, like, how look. old are you? Um, like, mm, I would say that people from different ethnic groups have different concerns. Right. So maybe for Asian patients, uh, they wouldn't necessarily come in for skin stuff until right. a little bit later, but they might come in a little bit earlier for Botox. Right. Um, and it comes into play a little bit more when it comes to doing, say, like a rhinoplasty. Oh, okay. Where there are certain things that tend to be more desirable in certain ethnic groups versus right. others. And Asians, for example, tend to want a little bit higher of a nasal bridge because they right. may not have that or, you know, have a little bit bigger of a tip or not bigger, but more projective. Just a tip. The tip. Right. Um, um, so wait a bigger nasal bridge so do you go in there and like what do you is that so you can do it if you're going to do it surgically you do grafting uh, with cartilage or soft tissue and then actually in Asian countries it's pretty popular to put a silicone graft in or some other synthetic implant to raise the nasal bridge higher but you can also do it with filler wow yeah that's really cool yeah I feel like filler would be like a less invasive way yeah, of doing it's it. Right? But it's like a starter. Yes. I definitely, I brought up the whole facelift thing and you were like, you don't need a facelift. You like don't a- need a facelift. I have to cut you off. You're one of those yeah. that I have to say no more times than I mean. I know. It's only because, and this is what happens, like you get on a plane or you're in, you know, uh, like getting your, you know, nails and toes done and you read a magazine about how like women should start getting facelifts in their 40s because usually they wait until it's like they look bad before they get a right. facelift. And they're saying that women that are in their mid to late 40s, if they get a facelift, like they're sort of like... It's it's lasting longer and looks right. like, you know what I mean? like Right. I don't think there's a set age for everyone, but there is kind of a sweet spot in terms of doing it before you lose all the elasticity in your right. skin. Right. Oh, that's good to know. And a lot of people, when they go through menopause, their hormones are changing and the lack of estrogen is really changing their skin quality like really quickly. And so there is some thought that doing it a little bit sooner, you heal a little bit better and it lasts longer. Right. Okay. Sense, then that makes right. sense. What is What can you take as a supplement for estrogen? That is not my area. Damn. <laughs> Thought we were going to get some like, good insight. Well, it's like every time, like, you know, I have friends that went through menopause. Right. And, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'll be there soon. I'm not there now, guys. Things are still bleeding down there. Don't worry. Was that too gross? Um, but, I mean, I'm like, it's definitely, you know, freaking me out. My hair isn't growing the way it used right. to. Like, I'm starting to, you know, to notice changes. And, like, every time you hear that, like, lack of estrogen. Right. Like, right, it's, right, like, right. just, like, looming over you. Like, everything's going to change. Right. Like, you just wake up and you're, like, a demon, like, laying in bed. You're like, what happened to me overnight? They're like, well, the estrogen's gone. And that was like, a good voice you did. Thank then. you. Thanks. That's a woman without estrogen. Sounds like that. <laughs> so where everything go? Um, but so, like, I'm already, like, because I'm very proactive and, like, ready to be on top of it, like, looking for like what can you take and of course they're like you should take this thing that has like you know whale's teeth in it i'm like i don't i don't like this will replace this i just didn't know if there was like something that you can actually take but apparently we don't know yet well she doesn't know so somebody might know i feel like nobody knows um but you did mention uh retinol so like because I want to get some retinol. So, like, because I use the -the over-the-counter retinol. What's the, like, so what does retinol exactly do to your face when you put it on? Because, I mean, we just hear, like, retinol's good for your face. And then women are just out buying retinol. Like, I just need this. It's got all the retinol It's not right for everyone. I mean, it does, it sensitizes the skin and kind of, you get a little bit of peeling. You get a little bit of thickening. It can help a little bit with pigment. Oh, okay. But you kind of have to start light. Right. And you have to be really careful about not being in the sun and... Right. So we can talk about that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because there's a woman, I'm not sure a lot of women out there. That's all we, we hear like those, 
like the keywords, the buzzwords, like retinol, right. and you know what I mean? Like you're just like, oh, I have to. I have to There's so that. many products out there yes. now over the counter, and it just it's hard to tell. You know, it's what's... so hard mm-hmm. to tell. It's is there something that people should look for specifically when they're looking for something? Because I know that I've just stood in front of like you know all of that, all the facial right. products, and I'm like, which one's better? Like if it says bestseller or you know. Well, I think that the most important thing, if you're going to do just one thing, is to have a great sunscreen. Right. And for me, I prefer the barrier sunscreen, so things that have, like, zinc and titanium oxide versus something that has oxybenzone or a lot of the -the over-the-counter products have those. Um, And I think that, you know, if you're going to just do one thing, because for a lot of younger women, it's hard to commit to having a whole regimen with the scrub and the... You know, the I barely washed my face. So. Yeah, right. So just do the SPF, and it's important to take care of your hands too. I know you said who cares about your no, hands, is, yeah. but you know, especially in places like LA where we're driving, we don't even realize that we're getting a lot of sun exposure on our hands on the left side of our face. So definitely mm-hmm. do the SPF. And then in terms of having a tailored skincare line, I really think it's important just to to see a physician, see a dermatologist or a right. plastic surgeon, and have something that's right for you because you might not need all those products. Right. You might just need a little bit of a serum, a little hydration, and you might not need the retinol, or you might love it. And, you know, you can kind of tailor it in terms of how your skin's doing. You can go more aggressive and do a little bit more in the non-summer months, for example. Right. So for me, I think it's great if you can have a relationship with someone and kind of tailor a skincare plan, but... I agree with that. Because, yeah, again, when I was in my 20s, I just seriously would just, like, get wasted and just fall asleep with the makeup on and just be like, I look great. But then you'd wake up the next day. And you have the smudges. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they, like, totally, like, worked. You were like, I look so good. You just, like, wipe them off. (laughs) Smoky eye. Yes. The smoky eye. Right. It's just whatever. Is that still in? Uh, Yes. It is. I am a huge, like, here's the thing about me. Like, I still, I'll never get rid of my black eyeliner. I'll be 110 wearing black eyeliner. I, like, love my dark eye. I mean, during the day, like, now I have brown on, but, like, the later it gets, the more like, the black eyeliner comes out. I just go through it all the time. Like it's just I'm Jersey. It's like a birthright. Like you have to wear it. They're like, it's a right. girl. Here's black eyeliner. Get it on the baby. <laughs> like I honestly, there's a, I found a picture when my mom passed. I found a picture like all of my you know school photos. It is fourth grade people. Fourth grade. My hair. I don't even know what's happening with my hair. I was definitely heavier because it was like right at the beginning of puberty. And all I had on, oh, I had a bandana around my neck because that was the fashion. That was popular. Do you remember? I yes. used to wear them in my hair. Like right. No, I just band. wore mine down like around my neck like a cowgirl. Okay. I don't even know who started that, why they started yeah, it. I like, oh. But I had that and I just had black eyeliner on the waterline. That's it. I didn't have mascara. In I had nothing grade. in fourth grade because it was picture day. So I was like, let's get black eyeliner on this bitch. And I <laughs> fucking put it on and it is the worst picture of me. Well, it's one of them. I need to see that photo. Oh, I'll break it. I think I posted it on Instagram okay. or on Facebook, one of them. Oh, you'll see it. You'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> what happened here? Oh yeah. I also, I have naturally curly hair and I convinced my mom right before, uh, it was right before, was it freshman year in high school? It was like the worst time. I convinced her to let me get a perm. Like, and I have naturally curly hair. My mom was like, no, my mom has straight hair. So my mom, and I'm like, no, but you got a perm. And she's like, well, I have straight hair. You have wavy hair. I'm like, no, I want everyone with curly hair. It was the worst mistake. Was it frizzy? It, it was so tight. It got really tight. And they tell you after you get a perm, don't wash it. But it's not what you think. I thought if you did wash it, it would come out. But no, it makes it tighter. So, yeah, oh. I just was a poodle. I was a poodle with huge boobs, <laughs> overweight, not knowing, like, how to work my body. It was a horrible, huge gap in my front teeth. Everything about what was going on there was terrible. It was just 
terrible. It was terrible. I think I let somebody like fill me up just because I wanted to be popular. Who the fuck knows? It was a terrible time, people. Anyway, uh, I should dig that picture out again and like repost. I it. need you to see that see one it. too. Oh yeah. yeah, people are always. I always. I think the last person I showed that to was like, "You look older in that picture than you do now." I think I, I was did. Gonna say you were a you were an old, looking like an older kid looking good for yes. my age, like we were talking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exa- I, I didn't even know that was a thing, but like I totally so true. What about you? What like tell me like what was your bad like phase like uh, awkward phase? Well, I always had the gap in the front. Yeah, but you rock it. Which well. you know I've accepted now. It's Looks part good. of my face, but you know I had a. A bowl, a bowl cut for a really long time, which was inflicted by the parents. I was just going to say, was that your choice or your parents' no, choice? No, so I think I had a bowl cut till almost high school. Why do parents? Oh, my. That's too I know, it long. Was, it was honestly borderline, you know, a little bit abusive. Yeah. Just kidding. What? Mom no. and dad. But. but, like, I don't understand why parents think that I that's a good look. I, I had no the bi level. My parents gave me the Dorothy Hamill bi level. They, I don't think I asked for they that. They just didn't think that I could have long hair. I'm not really sure why in terms of, like, I couldn't take care of it on my oh. own or maybe... So I think I have not had short hair since then. <laughs> yeah, that'll scar you for life. I think I'm scarred. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I remember my mom asking me. So what happened was my mom asked me when I was very little, do you want long hair or short hair? I just remember but her asking But you had a question. choice. See, I did have a choice. Nice. So, which is strange in a Jewish household. Usually the mother's like, this is what we're doing. So um, I said long. So my hair got very, very long, like down to my waist. And then... I must have seen a picture of Dorothy Hamill or my parents were like, I think, honestly, my mom would have remembered more than my dad. I I was not good at brushing my hair. So I understand what your parents were coming from. I got a lot of knots in my hair, Mm -hmm. combing my hair with detangler at the time we used tame. That was the name. It was terrible. It was so bad getting the knots out. And I was a I was a tomboy. So it was dirty all the time. Mm -hmm. I think my mom was like, it's you can't have long hair. We're cutting it. And it was unfortunate because they cut my hair and then every other part of my body grew. Like I went through puberty oh very gosh. young. I had a 36C in sixth grade, people. I was a 36D by the time I was in seventh grade. So were grade. you that one girl in the class who kind of developed before everyone else? Yes, I developed before everyone else. And then I just put, wore big sweatshirts. I was a girl that wore the T-shirt at the pool. I mean, I was a little chunky, but it was more about the boobs. And my dad was the one. Sorry, dad, but you did do this. I had that that same picture. I had polka dot. I had a polka dot shirt on in fourth grade, and my dad just out loud went, "Why are two polka dots sticking way out more than the others?" And that's when my mom was like, "It's time to get you a bra." Like wow. it was horrific. I think my dad was trying to be really funny. He's not like that. He just was like, "Why is that?" And my mom was like, "It's time to get you a bra." I was traumatized. He thought he was making light of the situation of and easing his way right. in. My dad's listening to work. this. My dad's listening to this right now. <laughs> like, just yes, he's he's justifying his actions. He's saying right now. Do you think he remembers? He's gonna. Rem- uh, he might probably doesn't remember. No, Dad, you probably don't remember. But I'm sure you're saying, well, I, you know, I mean, it's a joke that he would probably make today. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it was traumatized. I mean, just going through that. You know, puberty is just so horrific. I can't even imagine going through puberty now in the age of social media. I think we're all really lucky to have gone through it without it. I can't imagine these poor kids. Even I see little toddlers on their phone on Instagram liking pictures, and it's just... My God, that is like the scariest thing. It's the scariest thing that that's what they're doing. I have to tell you, it's like, I have this one story. The guy that, when I did a Botox party, I've done a couple of them. This is the guy who introduced me... To Botox, because I was one of those people that 
would get filler, but no, not Botox. You know what I mean? Mm Because you're putting like. Let's talk about that, actually, because you I know you started doing filler first and you had this idea in your head that it was. Yes. I, better than doing Botox yes. or you were against Botox or whatever. I thought I thought this was more natural because it, okay. it produces, it uh, stimulates, stimulates your body to collagen. produce collagen. And I was just like, no, you know, Botox is botulism. Like, what, I'm not putting that in my body. Right. Like, why would I do that? And it was right before my 40th birthday and I was getting radius in my face. Which was six months ago. Which is exactly six <laughs> months ago to this day. Thank you. Um, and the doctor was like... You know, as a birthday present, I'd like to give you Botox, you know, between your eyes. Uh, And I was like, "Uh, no, don't need that. And he made this face. You guys can't see it. But it was like, really? He actually said really and made that really face. Like, wow. And I was like, what's that face? He thought he was being really generous. He did. But he was more like, no, you need it. I think he was trying to be like, no. And I was like, oh, my. And then all the girls sitting there who had already had their faces done. So they're all swollen in different parts of their face. But drinking wine were like, yeah, you should really do it. Um, I was like, "Uh, okay. So I, I feel like I was pressured into it. But when I say it definitely was one of those game-changing moments, I remember looking at myself on camera maybe a month later and then comparing myself to before. Wow, what a difference. No one else could tell. I could totally tell. It was a huge thing. What I love about him is that cut to, you know, a couple of years later, my mom dies. And I had just gotten filler and probably Botox three months before my mom past so it had only been three months but right after my mom passed I lost a lot of weight when she was sick that one month and I remember like looking in the mirror and just I felt like a hundred years old and my friend was having a Botox party again so I went there and he was there I just went just to be around friends like I wasn't planning on getting anything but I remember looking in the mirror and like oh my god like my marionette lines are so deep I just was looking at my face I look so gaunt it just looked terrible and I went up to him and I was like, you know what, while I'm here, I should just get some filler. And he was like, absolutely not. He's like, you're grieving and you're also, you've also lost a little bit of weight. He's like, you just did filler three months ago. Your face will, like, you, it, you'll be fine. Talk to me in another three months is what he was saying. He's like, we're not doing anything right now. You should never do anything when you're going through something traumatic like that. And also he just was, I really appreciated the fact that he was like, you don't need it. Right. You think you need it right now. But you just you just you just look like someone who's grieving. Right. That wasn't what you needed right then. What? No. And he was right. Uh, cut to like three months later when you start. You know, that first year was a blur. But you know, three months later is a little bit better than obviously the first week that your mom passes or or you lose someone that you love or you're going through something traumatic. And he was right. My face was fuller again. Mm-hmm. I had you know what I mean. Like everything looked better. So I'm glad he didn't because I would have been completely overfilled. But a lot of people out there would have. Right. Oh, she's got money. She wants to spend it. She looks pretty tired right now. <laughs> Let's just stick a whole bunch of needles in her face. You know, a lot of people would have done that. And I appreciate that. I'm just very fortunate that I have been surrounded like people like yourself that haven't, you know, tried to talk me into anything. It's important to stay hydrated. Um, let me ask you a question before we like wrap up too, because I take every supplement <laughs> there is. Uh, I used to never, I used to just take like a multivitamin, maybe like a Flintstones chewable. I don't even know. <laughs> probably for years nothing and now i you know i take the collagen the powder collagen biotin dc like all the multi like so is it 
like, I mean, people have definitely given me compliments since I've been starting. You know, I've been on biotin and the collagen powder for like over a couple of years. And people have been like, you know, your skin looks great. I can notice that my hair was growing more. Is there truth to this? I mean, are there things that you should take that you shouldn't take? You know, what's right? I usually tell people to do biotin and collagen. Those okay. are kind of the two. Uh, I like to try everything before I recommend it to people. Do so you like I the powder the... before um, powder over the pill, the collagen? Because I was in the collagen pills, and then I switched to the powder. Because apparently... I like the powder. Right. Appar- apparently, the powder is better. Right. You absorb it more. Right. I mean, what I love the most is doing bone broth, which is actually super easy to make at home. Yes. And, All right. Yes. I've heard this before. So tell me. So what? Like, just you just take. You can either buy bones from the supermarket that have already been kind of prepared, or you can save them whenever you make chicken or whatever it is you make at home, and you just save them in the freezer. And when you're ready to make the broth, you just you throw it all into the pot, literally with everything else that's in your fridge, whatever herbs and vegetables you have, and you just boil it for hours. As oh, long wow. as you have. Yeah, and the longer you do it, the better, because it kind of takes all the collagen out of the ligaments and the bones. And if you, you know you've done a good job when you look at it the next day and it's solid. Oh, Wow. Wait, so the, the like the broth the liquid, is, yeah, the liquid solid? you strain it and then the, you put it in the fridge and it's it's like gelatinous because it has so much collagen in it. Oh my god! And then yeah. you just like eat it. Well, then you heat it up and it's like soup. Oh, it's like soup. Oh, but, but it's so like you, a really rich soup. You yeah. can buy bone broth in a can. It's or it's the basically chicken broth. I mean, we call it bone broth right. because it's trendy. But <laughs> I mean, some bone broth, please. Bone broth. It's, like, um. it's like it's like Avo toast, not like bone broth. But, <laughs> but wait, but, so um, what if like can you? Is it the same if I get it from the container that says organic bone broth or no? Uh, I I think it's it's better if you better do it if yourself. you I mean if you have time to make it, but sure I think having it it's better than not doing it right if you right. get it in the container. And so. it is like proven like I'm not just saying it is like actually helping my collagen like stimulate my collagen growth or a lot of people say it helps their joints and right. it's great for their skin and their hair and I wouldn't say. There's necessarily one study that says definitively exactly right. what the benefits are going to be, but people have great results with it. So, all right, that's and it's great. pretty low risk. So it is pretty low risk. Right. You're just and it actually, I, I've definitely had it before. I've never, I've never made it, but it tastes good. It's like yeah, salty. It's like chicken soup, basically. Yeah, it's like chicken soup, but you can add stuff to it too. You if can you want. add stuff to it. Okay, well there you go, everyone. Yeah. You heard it here. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug. Yes. And where can people find you? You can find me on my Instagram, yes. which is at Dr. Amy Sue, D-R-A-M-Y-H-S-U. I don't have a web page, so you can't find me there. No. And I would just encourage people to do whatever feels right for them. You know, we all we all have busy lives and we're trying to balance a bunch of things. And if there's something that you think you can do for yourself cosmetically that's going to make you feel good and help you be a rock star in every other area of your life, then don't feel ashamed about that. Yes. And, you know, don't judge other women either. And be good to your friends and be open about it. And I think that the more dialogue that we have, you know, the better it is for everyone when we kind of lift each other up like that. Very, yes. Well said. Ladies, please stop judging other ladies. Yes. I know it's hard. It's really hard, you know what I mean, to be like... I'm not going to judge anyone, but make it like try just like one day not going on Instagram and like ripping every single person apart. Like what a whore. What look a for slut. something what, nice. Yes. Look for something positive. Like, oh, I like what she did with her hair or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you never like just don't do that. We need to be more loving, especially in this day and age to everyone. You know, not just your girlfriends, but everyone. Don't judge anyone for what they're doing. Everyone's on their own path. Uh, my path just happens to be wrinkle free. 
Fuck yeah. Um, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you Dr. so much Nisu. for having me. Oh my God, this has been really great. I'm sure a lot of women, uh, feel free to DM me with any questions after you hear this if you want to know anything or any recommendations because I'm always happy to share share the love with everyone uh, thanks for listening guys my name is Jody Miller don't call me ma'am don't fucking call me ma'am this has been a global story network production